<laughs> the voice you are listening to comes to you courtesy of the never-ending nightmare. They call me Crazy Steve. And I, I am telling you to listen, listen up, and listen good to the Ringside Podcast. You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Welcome to Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling news, interviews, and opinions. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Woo! You know what? You know what? You just made the list. Really? With Daniel Spencer. The jabroni beaten. Pie eaten. Jeremy Wallman. And I'm the best there is, the best there was. And the best ever will be. And Eric Cornish. And I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. And now, let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Jeremy Wallman. And I'm Aaron Cornish. Guys, it's been quite a few times, about six weeks since we recorded, and I know everybody's been waiting, so I apologize. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been too long. Sorry we've been uh, we've been letting you just hang there for a little bit. But with this being episode 150, I wanted to come back with a bang. I wanted to have, you know, I wanted to have a big guest on the show is what I did. Thank you. Thank you. What? So you're trying to say you're the big guest here? You said you wanted to have a big guest. I just assume you're you're always on the show. You're referring? No. You're always on the show. I know that's why every week is a big show with a big guest. Oh come on, stop that! You're always on the show. Literally. Yeah, we gotcha. we wanted to have a very big guest. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Fanny Pack Kid, Cal Hero. Yeah. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. a big guest. Wow, that's that's one of the best introductions I've ever gotten. Well, listen, I mean, you are a big guest to us. I mean, you've doing so much in the wrestling business in your, and since you've kind of come on the scene here. I mean, not to mention what you've done at OVW. I mean, then, you know, we've also seen you on AEW, and we've, we've seen you a little bit on Impact, and I believe you're going to probably make another impactful, you know, thing in the future before. So, you know... What, what better what better person to have at episode 150 than the great the honor the honorable Cal Hero? I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with you guys, the superstars. Oh no! <laughs> but yeah, yeah. There's a. Don't uh, tell him that the ravishing recruit of, of refereeing right there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am the ravishing recruit of refereeing. I mean, I'm still to this day. I mean, for a while there, for about three weeks there, you didn't. It didn't happen. But I'm still every Thursday night. You catch me on OVW TV and Impact Television. Like I said, it was a three week span where I wasn't. And I think there's only like one or two other referees that are the recruit of of refereeing. So hey, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang my hat on that still. I just want to add real quick that introduction you gave Cal is way better than anyone you've ever given me. So that's all, that was pretty awesome. Well, and I'm a little offended that that's one of the best introductions he's ever gotten. I'm just saying. <clears throat> well, I, I'm going to shift oh. all the heat on Daniel because I don't want any heat. Well, now take that. Now, now, Eric, a lot of times though with the introductions you're giving, you're doing commentary on 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 the old show. Uh, you know, that you used to host. So maybe that's possible why he's not saying that he didn't hear your your stuff. That's true. 
Yeah. So there you go. I, I kind of miss that. Uh, you know, we've, uh, you know, since just kind of changed up our commentary and announcing and, and then that's still kind of in flux a little bit, but, um, but yeah, he was, he was on a lot of the, uh, the overdrive, uh, shows and, and, uh, I know AJ was really a fan of my, uh, dusty roads impression. Every time you pulled out the bionic, bionic those elbow, so. phenomenal. I miss those so much. <laughs> I miss smile on my face every time. All right, so let's let's just jump right into Cal. The water's deep, okay? So let's just talk about you, and, and we want to know, like, where you get your start. I mean, some people don't realize this. Your dad was a promoter, so you kind of, you know, grew around the business, but what what where do you get your start? How long have you been wrestling, that kind of stuff? Talk a little bit about you and, and, and your, your, your start of your career there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've only been wrestling for about two and a half years now, almost three. Okay. But um, I feel like I've always been in this sport and this business, uh, just growing up with it. Yeah, so you, I mean, you did practically grow up in the business, you know, I mean, that you've been around some top level guys. So what made you decide that you wanted to, you know, hang your hat and be a wrestler? When did you do? Well, well, growing up, I, you know, growing up with it and, you know, dad having guys like Kevin Nash, Billy Gunn, Road Dog, Dustin Road, like all those guys coming to the house and having dinner. Like I always wanted to be a professional wrestler. It was always part of my dream. And, um, but it, it kind of went away, you know, like once, uh, like middle school hit a lot of the kids, you know, Oh, it's fake. Oh, it's not real. So, you know, uh, falling in that hole, I was just like kind of distanced myself. And then, you know, I found love with, you know, I played track and field. Uh, I played football and, uh, you know, sports and, and being a high schooler, like that's, I just wanted to do that, you know, just enjoy it. And then, um, it wasn't until my going into my junior year that summer. And it was actually, I was with, uh, um, Al's stepson, Evan, who, who's my best friend, uh, we're just sitting there talking. We're at my lake house and just, it came up and, uh, we're like, why don't we give this a try? And, uh, from then on, you know, I, I had my first class with, uh, Angel Armani and, uh, the, the first day was, you know, locking up, hitting the ropes. And I was like, this is amazing. You know, like, cause I always loved the, the physical part of sports and uh, the competitiveness, but most importantly, I loved being an entertainer and, you know, having a show to put on. So after that first time, man, I just, I fell in love with it all over again. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Awesome. So Cal, tell, tell me a little bit about your dad's promotion. And, uh, and you know, for those who don't know, you know, where was he running and how long has he been running and, and, and how many of these guys did he have on on a regular basis? So my dad has a promotion called uh, GLCW, Great Lakes Championship Wrestling, and that runs uh, mainly in Wisconsin. And uh, he runs a monthly in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. Um, and like he's been doing it for, I think, about 25 years now. So he's, he's put some time in. And um, every show, he'll usually have someone, you know, from like the Attitude Era or like someone that people – grew up with and um you you'll have someone for every show so i i got to see those guys you know once or twice a month growing up so we got to build these relationships and you know they'd they'd be in wisconsin for you know two or three days and just get to hang out and uh listen to them tell stories so he, he's been doing this for a very long time and uh he, he's paved the way for me and he, he i've put in the work but he's definitely made it easier and he you know of the work that he put in, which is cool to see. And he, he actually talked about this with me uh, recently about like how cool it is that all the work he did 
he knows now it, it meant something because now I get these opportunities. That's cool, so, man. um, but yeah, yeah, he's a uh, up in up in Wisconsin where it's nice and cold. <laughs> See, I, I know you. I know you've been around the area because you're saying it properly. Everybody down here says Wisconsin or Wisconsin. You said it perfectly, uh, perfectly right. Uh, the question that I wanted to ask you, though, for those that aren't familiar with, I'm very familiar with you. I know who you are. But for those of our, our fans that aren't, how did you get the nickname the Fanny Pack Kid? So this was a, it was crazy. It was a natural thing. So when I first um, started wrestling, I uh, I knew I wanted to go an 80s route because I have a love for Wham. I'm a huge 80s music fan. Okay. I love Wham, love George Michael. I'm like, well, I, I just, I need to do it. And so like, awesome. as time went on, I started coming out with like a, some 80s visor, the bright colors and yeah. I'm like, what am I missing? This is great. And uh, it was a fanny pack. And uh, I was doing a show up north for Frontline Pro. And um, it was the first ever uh, title I ever won. It was a king of the cruiserweight. And uh, I, I, went, I won. And after the match, I'm, I'm selling my T-shirts and, and uh, bracelets, all my merch. And this little kid comes up with a with his family and he goes hey mom dad look it's that fanny pack kid ah <laughs> nice and i was like oh my gosh that that has a ring to it That's i it. like that yeah and uh from then on i've i've been the fanny pack kid you gotta be now you just you gotta be that Let, let's uh, i guess cover real quick what year were you born 2002 yeah, okay that's what i thought so this <laughs> is like well right. this is well after wham was done how, how, does <laughs> 80s music, wham. how does 80s music find somebody that was was born after the millennium so there's two parts of it um first was growing up my dad would have his you know old high school cds you know and and, and all of his uh old old greatest hits and we listened to that and we'd sing them in the car. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I got into the modern pop and hip hop stuff. And uh, it wasn't until the first Deadpool came out. And the main song in that was Careless Whisper by Wham, which yeah. a lot of people don't know. Yeah, most people don't realize that's actually a George Michael song. It just happened to appear on a Wham album. It's just George Michael. Yeah, I was going to say, because yeah. um, that was right before he split up. Yeah. And that was that was his big hit. Yeah. And um, I heard that song, and I'm like, this guy's a musical genius. I'm like, this is awesome. You know, it was so different because, you know, 80s music and, and you know, early 90s is completely different than today's music. Oh, yes. A lot of today's music doesn't make any sense. Oh, no. Like, I, 80s music is some of the best music ever. I mean, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is awesome. So I go onto YouTube and I dig into this little rabbit hole. And <laughs> hours and hours later, I'm downloading all these Wham. And then, you know, I found out George Michael had his own run. And then, you know, I got into Hall Notes. And oh, no. I was just always all over the place. And, um, but then, then I found Wake Me Up Before You Go Go by Wham. And uh, I was like, like that song just brought me joy because it was so cheesy. And uh, so out there, and I'll you know watch the music video and you, all the bright neon and the dancing. I'm like, it's just fun. It's different. Say what and, you want about um, the song. It's hard. You cannot uh, sit still when that song's on. So you can solid, solid it, choice. 
<laughs> it, it gets stuck in your head all the time. Like it took me a while to like stop singing it. Cause you know, I, like that's my theme music on uh, the indie shows. So I, it took me a while to get out of the habit of just having that in my head and uh, drive my dad nuts because my, so my aunt, my dad's sister grew up a huge wham fan. And when she was growing up, they were actually around. So, uh, and uh, he always tells the story about when um, she would always listen to it and it would drive him nuts because <laughs> he was more the cool hip hop kind of guy. And she was, she was listening well, wham. And um, he'd always get upset and like, turn that off, turn that off and came full circle back at it again. Now he's stuck with more wham. Now, so that's cool. Now, now, did you happen to, you know, say maybe like last Christmas, did you happen to like, you know, give someone your heart? Uh, for say last Christmas, <laughs> I have, and I, I have, and I guess the very next day they gave it away, right? You know what? Some some did, some did, but uh, yeah. Well, that's a shame, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to someone special next year. There you go. There you go. Okay. Good idea. Now there's a lot of great bands in the '80s. A lot of great music. '80s music is one of the best, I think, if not the best. <laughs> probably the '90s might be after that. But what about this? So. Did uh, have you ever? What about um, you know? One of my favorites is uh, Huey Lewis and the News. Now, have you ever listened to any of them? Have you ever gone down that trail at all? You know, I never really dug in there. Really? Okay. All right. I'm, I'm still doing research. You just hurt his feelings day. so bad, right? No, now. no. He's he's okay. He's, <laughs> he said he never dug in there. So well, did you just say? Did you just say Huey? No, Huey Lewis. Lewis. Did you just say Huey Lewis? No, Huey Lewis. Okay, I thought you said Huey. I'm like. <laughs> I'm not listening to them. Either. One of my favorites from back then though was Duran Duran. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's good. They had a killer first album. I didn't listen to too much after that, but that first one was a banger. Well, that's pretty much all their, their career was that first album. Really, I mean they they had a couple other things, but that was their hits. Dude, the Reflex. That was the song. I, I remember being like ten years old and just outside air guitar and to the song as it was playing off the the jam. But okay, I'm not gonna talk about. It. That's making me feel old. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bought a jam box the other day so I can play all my old cassette tapes. So what? They still make those? Really? They still have those out there? You can buy those. Yeah, we'll yes. tell you what that is later, Cal. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So you know, speaking of things that are outdated or old or whatever, I mean, you know, like I said, we love eighties music and that's great. But that's awesome. I love it. Well, let's let's talk about this this mullet you have where, where where did you come up with the idea for this mullet where did you decide this was going to be the look i mean i know wham kind of had that going you know in the back i get all that going but was you was it just one day you want to do that or were you were you secretly a billy ray cyrus fan listening to all this music <laughs> like what exactly you know brought you to to want to you know do the mullet there um the mullet came from so my dad was running a show and it was that summer or the summer after I started wrestling. And uh, it was at some some big festival out in the country. And I saw this dude, and he had like this modern mullet where it was it was all nice on the top, all curly, and the back was nice and curly, faded on the sides, and then had the lines and everything. I'm like, that's different, and it's, it's pretty sweet. And, my, and I feel like that would fit me because – keeps me up with the you know being a, a, a kid from the 2000s but who loves the 80s so i have a little modern twist to it and uh well a couple weeks later i went to my barber it was uh the day before my senior pictures so 
really, it just looks like a mohawk in my senior pictures because I didn't have the length yet. But um, yeah, I just saw some guy watching the wrestling show, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm totally gonna try and rock that." That's what I'm looking. <laughs> now I don't. I honestly, looking back at like old pictures and stuff, I'm like, I don't think I'll ever be able to shave this off. I'm so used to it now. Well, and you've got the crowd in Davis Arena. I mean, they they're chanting for the mullet, which I think is awesome. I mean, and it's it's whatever they they gravitate toward, and that seems to be it right now. Yeah, I growing up in wrestling, like I've heard a lot of chants, but I've I've never heard mullet power. That one, that one gets me every time. That's pretty cool. So so now, I mean, now that you've already told us how old you are, but you've you've been wrestling for a little while. Uh, so when, how old were you when you had your first match? And and tell us about it. What was it like? I was uh, 16 years old. I was halfway through my junior year. And uh, it was, I got to team with Al, Al Snow, and we worked uh, uh, Robert Stone, known now as Robert Stone, but Robbie E. back then, and uh, Jay Bradley in a, a tag match in front of 2,000 people. And that's your first match? My first match. Wow. So it was uh, my dad's biggest show that he does every year. It's the first Saturday of December every year. It's uh, called Blizzard Brawl. And um, stacked card. 2000 people and it was crazy because people knew i started wrestling because i was posting about it but all in that week building up to the show i was on three different news channels and uh, every day so the first day uh i did the whole interview and i I showed up to school like maybe 10 minutes late i was running behind and i walk into my first hour class and i'm on the big screen and everybody is watching my interview and I was like, oh, goodness, because <laughs> it was the first time, you know, anybody had really seen it. And um, at, at the time, like kids from where I'm from in, in, in uh, Cedarburg, wrestling's not the main sport to go do, you know. So they everyone for the first time since they were kids were like, oh, yeah, pro wrestling. Oh, my God. Wait, Cal does this. So that show, that Blizzard Bowl, that first show, I had, gosh, maybe 60 60 kids from school there, 60 kids and teachers, just all there to support. And I will, I will like, I, to this day, I chase that feeling of that night. It was a night I'll never forget. And Al was so awesome. Um, led me through and guided me and, and, uh, Robbie and, and Jay were great too. But, um, yeah, that was my first match. And that was pre fanny pack pre 80 colors and everything it was it was my my blue and yellow singlet which is another story there's a story behind the singlet too but we we can get to that later but um that yeah that night was amazing it was it was magical i always heard like people talk about having magical matches and that night i was like now i know what they mean and you can still find that on youtube i do believe right Yeah, yeah it's on youtube very cool now, yeah. Oh, and we, you know, we can uh, drop that uh, YouTube link in the description, uh, right, in of this of the show. So go check it out. So you said this is your first match. So about how long from training was you into it before this was your first match? How long were you training at that point? It was, it was about uh, probably four, four and a half months. Okay, that's 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 pretty cool for your first, you know, four months. Now. Um, a couple things, though, that I know you do this now. I'm, I know mean, you're very good at taking constructive criticism, and you listen, and you work on things, and things like that. But 
you know, what was it like in your first match? Was it right away? Did everybody just say you did amazing, blah, 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 go on and you're merry way? Or did you actually have people say, hey, man, this is, you know, you could do this, you know, help, you know, work on this, that, or what, what other, like, were you getting criticism there on your first match? Or was it all just praise or was it both? Or you know, tell me a little bit more about that, especially when in the ring with those three veterans, like those, like, like you just named. It was a bit of both. Um, for my first match, oh, people were surprised. And I'm not trying to, like, be arrogant, but, like, no. I was very proud of myself because, yeah, yeah, um, of course. you know, I'd, I'd face something that I like, I kind of hid from for a while because right. of people always saying it was fake. And uh, when I when I got to do it, I got in the back, you know, like, my, my dad, after the match, he came straight out and gave me a hug in the middle of the ring. And uh, that, that was very emotional. And... Um, but I got back there, you know, Al gave me, you know, tips and everything. All, all the guys gave me tips on uh, what to do next. But um, the, the crowd was into it. The people were there. They believed in, you know, Al and myself. And um, the, everyone was happy. You know, it, it was never any, nothing like too critical. But like, you know, they gave me the little tips. Yeah, that's cool. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's good for them to be able to, to to do that for sure. So I guess at that point, you know, you're you're working in your home promotion. You've got your dad who's running these shows, the and these huge shows, like you said, did two thousand people or however many people are there with some big names, you know, uh, that that people know. So the the obvious thing that a lot of people could do is you could you could stay there, and you would be you would be the guy, you know, you would be there. You would be the hometown guy. You would be able to face these, these awesome competitors coming in, but uh, you chose to go a different route. Yeah. Yes, I did. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, and I loved every bit of it. And to this day, I'm still, you know, going, going up North and doing shows for my dad and the guys that helped start training me and everything. But um, I knew that once COVID hit, and shows were slowing down, and I wasn't able to go to any classes and get better. And I spent most of quarantine just watching matches and uh, studying them. But I was like, you know what? I I need if I want to get to the next level, I need to do something. So if I just sit here and wait for the world to open up, who knows? You know. And uh, so move came down here to Louisville, Kentucky, and I uh, started training here at OVW. And um, it, it's been amazing. It's been a crazy journey. I've loved every bit of it. I've got great coaches, great guys here. Uh, I've made so many new friends, and um, I, I love it here. And uh, I, I told my dad this not too long ago either. And I've, I've brought up to Al. I've brought up to a ton of people. But this was probably the best choice I've ever made because if I wouldn't have came down here to start training – I would probably still be back home and I've got a lot of opportunities since I've come down here. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. It's been a blast. What's been some of your favorite things about working or doing things for the, the various different promotions? Cause as Daniel alluded to earlier, you've been on, you've been on TV everywhere. It seems what's been some of your favorite things about each place. I love how each place even though it's it's the same thing, it's the same goal, you know, to, to make money succeed and have a career, you learn something different in each different one. And uh, you kind of have to pick and choose because a lot of times you'll get two different 
one guy will tell you, you know, hey, don't do this. And then another place will be like, hey, you got to do this. So you kind of have to pick and choose on what you're doing. So and I, I love that because I, I love the test of figuring it out as we go. And um, I've just, I've loved the different ways of how they've worked TV. You know, like OVW has been different. Uh, AEW has been different. And uh, I'm sure, you know, Impact will continue to be different. And um, yeah, I, I, I love, like in school, wasn't a fan of learning, didn't like learning math, you know, but like here it's, it's what I love. So like, I look forward to every day being able to learn something new and something I can take for the next time I'm on TV to add something in, make it a little different. And uh, if, it, if it fails, then, then it fails. Then I know for next time. And uh, I, I just, I love that. So, okay, so, you know, being up north and, you know, where you're from there, you know, you come down, things are different, things, you know, for sure. I mean, up there they, you know, they call it soda or they call it pop, and down here everything's called a Coke. So we definitely know that there's that situation. But mm-hmm. as far as, um, you know, moving down to Louisville, what are some of the things that are that were completely different mm-hmm. um, that changed, you know, you know, in addition to that, like name something that's especially in the wrestling world, something that's completely different here than it was there. Um, um, so up north, doing shows and training up there, it was a different style. It, it was it was indie style, you know. It was meant for house shows, and um, so I I was being taught how to work that, and um, coming down here it's completely switched, you know, now I'm trained to, you know, work TV, which is a whole different beast of itself. Like from the moment I got here, my training has, you know, it's the same training, but it's a little different twists and turns and, and movements. And, um, I've definitely, uh, non-wrestling related. I've loved the weather here because in the winter it was freezing cold back home. And, um, but, uh, it's been nice here. And, uh, there hasn't been too much of a difference besides like what I've been learning. But um, it's also like back home, you know, you're home, you're comfortable here. It's a new place. So like I get to start fresh. I get to, you know, meet new people and it's just nice. It's refreshing. And uh, I've loved every bit of it. Now I know you're less than a year into your, your OVW run here. uh, But as far as the matches you've had so far, is there anything that really sticks out to you as as just being a cool moment for you? Yeah, uh, I've loved the journey of getting the people behind me. Because uh, back home, I'm a hometown kid. You know, my high school's five minutes from where we would run shows. So I was always, people were always with me. And here I've had to earn my keep. I've had to make the people believe in me and, uh, you know, relate to me. And I've, I've loved that test. Uh, it's definitely been cool watching and getting to know all the fans too, you know, cause at first like, Oh, who's the new kid. And now it's like, Oh, Hey, it's the fanny pack kid. So that that's been awesome. And I, I look forward to that every week, you know, just seeing the, you know, the, the people in the crowd, you know, some are starting to wear fanny packs, you know, people are bringing signs um, just waiting for everyone to start rocking a mullet. I'm telling you, <laughs> well, I get I, the I, whole crowd wearing rocking mullets. I will say this. I know it might have not been, you know, uh, your best moment professionally, but uh, the in the match that you you lost your career to Tony Gunn, uh, 
I I will say that is my favorite moment. No offense, but if you go back to that match and watch it, if you haven't seen it, amazing stuff. Um, I mean, the the story told there was was great. I was uh, honored to be a part of that and calling that match, and uh, it's still it is my favorite match that I've been able to call uh, and OVW. So I want to I want to give kudos to you guys, and you got your career back, so I can say that now. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, that that match uh, was eye opening for me because the moment it sucked losing my career, but uh, I knew the people were with me. When I when I walked out of that building, I was like, "They care," you know, and and that that meant like, all right, all the work I'm putting in, you know, going to the gym, training, studying, like it's paying off. You know, the people they're with me, so uh, I'll never forget that night. And it was cool having my grandpa there, you know, and he, he, he was ready to rock and roll too. I know. I thought he was going to, he was going to give old knuckle sandwich to, uh, to Tony Gunn. Cool down. It's like, come on, grandpa. I'm trying to get him in trouble. You know, and, and you got to say this, I mean, um, kudos to OVW. I mean, I know you're close with Al and, and, and everything as far as growing up, but kudos to OVW and the management, you know, for allowing you to, to still be involved and still be still be you know coming moving here still be able to be an employee. You wasn't a wrestler, but you were still able to be an employee. And uh, you know, and yeah, for sure, absolutely. Now I don't. Tony Gunn's got obsessed with it, and and thanks to that, it caused you to get your career back. But I don't know why he'd be so obsessed with you being there. But hey, and for I'm anybody back. who wants to watch TV and go, well, that's just TV and blah blah blah. Uh, if you see this guy after the doors have closed and after the people are gone. And he's still sweeping the floors and still, and I mean, yeah, I mean, this is legit. So he was, he was doing everything he could do to get back in that ring. And, uh, and, and yeah, so much more than just an angle. I promise you. Yeah. And I, I learned a lot from it too, really like get, being able to work with everyone, you know, that that's out there and concessions and cleaning, like got to meet more people. And, uh, I got to learn how to make nachos. You know, I, I never knew how to do that before. <laughs> now I'd have that down. And um, like it, it was cool being able to interact with everyone, too. You know, I got to actually, you know, talk with everyone who, who comes to the shows and represents OBW. And, and that was eye opening of itself because it's like. Even though I'm not in the ring, they're 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 friendly. They're, hey, how are you? And um, for me, that's it's one of the coolest feelings in the world. Daniel, Eric, can we talk about the elephant in the room real quick? What's the elephant in the room? Cal, Daniel has inadvertently put a ton of pressure on you by having you on the show. Uh, To this date, there's only one male member of the OVW roster. You can correct me. I know you love to correct me, Daniel, that has come and done the show and has not won the OVW Heavyweight Championship. On top of that, we've had several WWE people come on. Uh, we had Jeff Jarrett, which nobody had heard anything about other than Global Force had heard mainstream about Jeff Jarrett in a long time. We have him on Ringside Podcast, and four weeks later, he's a surprise entrant in the world. It was two weeks. Was it two? two yeah. Okay, two, two weeks, weeks later. He's a surprise entrant in the Rumble and signs a deal with, with, with the WWE to be a producer or agent or whatever he is now. Um, so, And I won't name who that one person is because uh, out, of, out of respect for not calling them out, but He's put a lot of pressure on you now. So this is the ringside rub he's talking about. So yeah, here we go. Right. Well, the ringside rocket. To the test, I guess. 
Well, you, you know, you do have a, a second round matchup coming with the aforementioned Tony Gunn in the uh, can, uh, Country Boy Brewing Kentucky Heavyweight Title Tournament. So, oh yes, here we go. It is the rivalry is renewed again thanks to the brackets. Right? Who, who would have thought? But you know what? Hey, I, I've beaten him before. I believe in myself. I, I know I can do it again. I mean, it's possible you could do it again for sure. Right. I mean, I mean, here's the thing: in those matches, I've actually been the ref in in most of those matches with Tony Gunn. And and let me tell you what, man, Tony didn't didn't just win by he didn't win by a long shot. Like he barely pulled that out. And and actually, really, I, I've been told by others that that he may have did some things that I didn't see that caused him to win too, like some cheating behind my back or something. So. You need to get you glasses. That, that's become more apparent. I've had LASIK surgery. Well, you need glasses too, sir. Yeah, but how, how can I see things when they happen behind me? I, I, glasses won't help behind my head. Get those little cool mirrors, the 80s glasses that had the little mirrors on the side of the. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. There you go. <laughs> oh, Step would... one, Daniel, is admitting you have a fault. Now we fix it. Uh, okay. There you go. Yeah, you're right about that, I guess. So now, okay, so think it back here. We've seen you at, you know, you've been all OVW television. Uh, you've also appeared and had a match on AEW Dark, and I think there's some future work there as well. We've seen you on Impact Wrestling and, and the security, being security as well, and being there. And 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 I have a feeling you're going to have some other things in, in the works. Uh, we might see you more on Impact in the future. So, you know, you've known OVW, we've known WWE, we've known AEW. So let's talk about the, up north. Are we going to see you up north? I mean, it's possible that that company is going to be moving around and opportunities there as they open the doors for um you know live shows and whatnot could we see you maybe show up and be well, maybe a conga line and won't have that anymore but maybe you know security there or medic medical uh staff or something like that i mean could that be a possibility i'm all for the opportunities you know whatever they need me for i'm willing to work and uh yeah you know i don't mind a, a medium security shirt it looks good <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure and, and you got plenty of time because i mean you're not even 20 years old so <laughs> I, you know i mean i i think you're on on the right path i, I do have a couple questions because i i see on social media all the time all these guys that that obviously you've had a relationship with because of your dad's promotion and uh you know you you work with guys like like billy gunn like you did on dark but then you see in social media posts with you and you're you're just a kid you know with it like even mm -hmm. even younger than you are now uh, you know, guys like uh, Dustin Rhodes, we've seen you with and stuff like that. Um, do you what do you remember? Is there any moment from when you were a kid uh, and and your dad's running these shows that sticks out in your brain as like a really little kid, like a certain wrestler does something or says something. And it just was like, what is this life? You know? <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of moments like that. My goodness. And uh, I'm not going to lie. A lot of them have been with Al. Uh, a lot of those moments. <laughs> that does not he's surprise always, me. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's always uh, done something, you know, from going to IHOP and him telling me, gosh, there's, there's some YouTube video. I'll have to find it. But he, we're sitting in IHOP, and some guy is making one of those balloon animals. And Al is telling me, I was probably like seven maybe eight and he's telling me all the different ways to uh gosh what was it like different ways to make pancakes uh he freaked me out he told me he's like so if you're ever gonna hide a body 
And he went on some <laughs> rambling thing. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Oh, wow. And uh, it was just all sorts of stuff. And then, you know, like Billy and, and Dustin, and all those guys, they'd always just mess with me, yeah. you know? But, um, yeah. Yeah. And like, cool there was that they've got, you know, you've got their blessing now, you know, the post from Dustin that saying that you're, yeah. you're going to be big someday. And I mean, it, that's, that's so awesome that to get that from, from guys that have literally known you since you were born. I mean, that, yeah. that's cool. It, when I, when I saw that, I just, I just sat down, took a deep breath. I was like, I'm blessed, you know? And, um, cause those guys, those guys raised me. They really did. Um, you know, yeah, I went to school, but, everything I really know has been from those guys and uh, growing up in this. So from, you know, just how to, you know, handle situations, how to, how to talk to people and, and um, all sorts of stuff, you know, and um, it's just cool now being able to work with them. Like I never would have thought. So. That's great to have those guys in your life to be able to influence and, and help guide you. It's awesome. You know what else is great to have? A 10% discount on Collar and Elbow. That's right. When you go to CollarandElbowBrand.com, use promo code RINGSIDE, all capital letters, you save 10% and you're helping the Ringside podcast out in the progress. And you're getting the best wrestling apparel and most comfortable shirts there is today. CollarandElbowBrand.com. Go there right now and get yourself some swag best new summer lineup that summer lineup is out so don't miss out right now on collarandelbowbrand.com promo code ringside all capital letters and uh we've got some very exciting news within the last couple of weeks in that wwe going back out on the road it is the first time since the pandemic so excited uh that they're there and and hopefully that changes uh you know, the product makes it a little more exciting with a live crowd, but very excited to announce that they are coming to the Yum Center. How cool is that? That's uh, at the end of July, July 25th, right? But uh, yeah, very excited for it. I already contacted my the person that, that owns the suite up there that I normally buy from, see how many tickets I can get. I'm, I'm excited. That's not all to be excited about. Very cool. Yeah, so we got something, a special bonus episode with something very cool happening here next week is it is it something or someone oh it's someone all right it's definitely someone but but jeremy tell them all about it oh people at home don't you dare be sour clap for this guy the the future universal champion feel the power we got big E coming on the show in a couple weeks. That's right. The next week or so, we're going to have Big E live here on the show. He's going to discuss all about going back on the road as well as the show here in Louisville, Kentucky at the KFC Yum Center. It's going to be an exclusive bonus episode, so stay tuned. Be on the lookout for that. It'll just be exclusively that interview only will be the special episode. I got a little loud there. I apologize. I just got excited. Y'all know the New Day is like my favorite tag team of all time. Uh, especially the, the, the 2000s in the last 21 years. And there's a lot of cool opportunities coming up in the next couple of weeks here at Ringside Podcast. They're not He's not just the only guest, so stay tuned for more exclusive interviews like that. But I'm excited for next week, and be on the lookout for that. It should air here soon, and it's going to be a special bonus edition episode, like I said before. So just be on the lookout. I'm excited for that, and excited for all the things to come here at Ringside Podcast in the next upcoming weeks and months. But right now, let's get back to our current guest, Cal Hero. Now, Cal, 
Um, you know, looking into everything, you know, we're here in the middle of 2021. We're halfway through 2021. So I would say not only what do you have to look forward to in the, in the, in the rest of 2021, but why don't we go all the way to 2022 and say for the next year and a half, do you have any goals? What are your goals set? I mean, like I said, we already seen you appear on AEW, Impact, OVW, but what is your goals as, as a performer, as a wrestler? What do you want to see yourself do here uh, in the next year and a half uh, in your career? Um, I just want to continue to get better and, uh, I want to learn as much as I can and I'll, I'll always keep learning, but I just, I want to keep absorbing and, uh, taking everything in, enjoying every moment because now that the world's opening back up, I want to make sure that I do my job when, um, people are coming out of their homes and able to go to shows. I want to entertain them because it, it's, it's been rough, you know, with the whole pandemic and everything. And, I just want to help, you know, get it off people's minds and, and have them be drawn into the show and believe in something and uh, just make them forget, you know, and have them have these memories to where, you know, it'll it'll go down for generations where they go, like, oh, yeah, you know, I went with my dad to the show or I went with my grandpa to the show or my grandma or my mom or anything. And um, I just want to, you know, I want to have a legacy that, that lives on where people can always say yeah there was there was this kid he, he wore a fanny pack and came out to wham and um <laughs> but it, it was one of the best nights i ever had so i want to make sure that i give as many people as possible that memory so i was just looking on social media uh and i followed you you are followed on uh twitter now thank you so much uh, oh here no, we go i'm not begging for a follow get well, up uh, okay with it. sure you sure you are. but and okay. i was looking at your fleets and two things i mean we already talked about the dustin Rhodes fleet but you got a shout out from rikishi which was pretty cool but then i noticed you got a tall task uh thursday because you're teaming up in a six man against the lob um the LOB, man, there's some powerful dudes, and, and I'll, I'll just be honest with you, they're some of my favorite guys to watch, so I don't want to make it seem like, oh, I hope they kick your butt, or, you know, I'm not trying to be a fanboy of any kind, but what is your strategy to battle a team that's just, they're, they're just big for no reason? They're, uh, they're something I haven't faced yet. You know, I, I've never, they, they have experience. They're way older than I am. They're way bigger than I am, but, um, the best game plan I have is just go into it, you know, having hope. And I know I'll be okay because I have star Rider and Dustin Jackson and two of those guys, they're, they're, they're some of my best friends. And uh, I know we got each other's backs and uh, we, we just got to work together and trust each other. Cause if we can do that, then there's nothing that can stop us. See, Daniel, you thought I was fishing for a follow. That's what we call in the business a segue. You were. No, 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 no. Look, look. You're you're always fishing it. for the follow. You're always doing that. For, that's what you're doing. It's okay. No, I won't. And I do have something else for you. Then one more thing for me is that I I've seen you and I've seen how hard you work and I've seen how how great of an attitude you have because you really do. I mean, you're just you're just open Thank to all you. kinds of. You know, uh, criticism, although I, you ha I, I don't <laughs> see you get much, uh, but I know you probably have. So is there a time where, you know, you thought you did well and, and you kind of got brought back down to earth by a veteran or somebody else that, that, you know, said, hey, you know, not this, but this or what, you know, whatever. Was there something that just kind of told you like, OK, well, maybe I wasn't doing what I thought I was? Absolutely. And it happens more often than uh 
than you know i'd want it to but it, it's good and it's usually al and uh i'm so lucky to have him as a coach and i'm gonna be honest he, he's like having another dad and uh he he'll tell me you know one week you know you got to work on that it's got to be better and then i'll spend that week making it as perfect as possible and then you know the next week you know he won't say anything about it but i'll have something else so <laughs> it's always the next thing and uh but i, I appreciate it because um as much i know everybody loves to be told they're good but uh when you can be told that you need to work on something it it can push you and it, it can make you continue to work even harder and, that, and that's what i love is i don't i want to be the greatest of all time there's no question but i don't mind the journey to get there because it's something that i can chase and uh even you know if and when i i reach that i i want to continue to learn and um i i i it sucks being critiqued, but I love being critiqued because it, it always motivates me because if I don't do something right, you know, I'll be frustrated about it and I'll beat myself up for, you know, a little bit, but then the next day I'm, I'm ready to go to work and uh, I'm ready to get better. So, but usually Al's my, my go-to for that. And I do want to say this about you because I've heard this from many people that has, that's commented is that you're, you know, you get an opportunity to do one thing and you have a certain job to do and you know, bust your tail, start from the beginning and you know, your dad's who he is and, and all these connections, but you definitely for sure start from the bottom because you, you get an opportunity to do something, but yet you're also doing something else and you didn't let that opportunity make you think of, well, I, I don't need to do this anymore because I'm going to do this. You still busted your tail and did like the dirty work while also getting an opportunity to do something cool. And I'm just very proud of you of that. I know your dad was very proud of you, and I know it just shows who you are as a person and how great you are as a person. I mean, you really are a great guy. Thank you. And and that's you know, and I'm not, I'm not just saying because you're on the show. I'm mean, able to say this if you're not. I mean, you really, really have a the right mindset uh, for this business. And like I said, I know your dad's proud, and that gives kudos to him and how he raised you. Um, kudos to the guys that have been around you because you can you can easily have said well hey I know this guy or I know this guy because he's all been around it but you're not man you're wanting to bust your tail you're wanting to start from scratch and and I respect that truly I mean it, it, you're busting your tail well I'll just say you're busting your ass you know and, and the way it should be done and you're not worried about and looking for the shot and thinking you deserve this you want you want to earn it you want to earn it by by starting from the bottom. And getting up there, and you're doing that, and I think that goes a long way. And um, you know, you're going to get more and more opportunities because of that. And, and I wish everyone had the mindset to do that, to see that, and it, it's great. And you take criticism, and you go and you fix it, and you learn from it, and you and you say, how can I make myself better, and what can I do next, and and then you do it again, and so on and so forth. So this is, you know, it, this is very. It's it, that's a characteristic and a trait that not everybody has, and and I hope you never change. Actually, I don't think you ever will. And if I had to give you any kind of advice, is never change. Always have that attitude, and always be that person. You know, and I think you will honestly. But yeah, I will. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, really. man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I just, you know, you you're you got future's bright, kid. No, man, I just want to tell you, it's a, you know, it's a pleasure getting to work with you, you know, at OVW. Um, I wish you all the best of, of luck and best of success. I know you're putting the work in. 
Uh, so anybody who hasn't seen uh, Cal Hero, the fanny pack kid, you can, of course, watch on Fight TV Thursday nights or watch it on demand, too. Uh, just search Ohio Valley Wrestling. And uh, you can also, you know, plenty of other outlets from YTA to, you know, to WBNA here locally. But uh, definitely the watch uh, this kid's ascent as much as I would like to say that you're going to be a staple in OVW for years in a good way, I don't think you will because I think you're going to have other opportunities sooner than later. So I wish you all the best and, uh, and, uh, and we're going to have some fun, uh, while you're here. Absolutely. Thank you, man. But I, I just, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, yeah, re- yeah, real quick. So I just want to say this. So you, you brought up the, the, the conversation earlier and I have to bring it up again about your first gear, like the, the blue and yellow gear. Like that's another story. Kind of set it up and left it, left it hanging a little bit. So tell us all about that first blue and yellow gear you had there. Oh yeah. So it's just, uh, it's just how I, you know, made my first gear. And, um, uh, I knew I wanted to have a singlet because I'm a huge Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning fan. And, um, I always loved watching him and, uh, before my time, but you know, thanks to YouTube and everything else, I was able to, my dad was able to show me that. And I'm like, okay, definitely going to rock the singlet. And then, uh, I picked a half of it was blue and the other side was yellow. And uh, it was based off of the Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go music video. Because in the music video, George Michael has these split shorts where it's white and blue. And uh, I, I love the split look to it. I, th- I thought there was, I'm still looking for those shorts online. Cannot find them <laughs> anywhere. And, uh, but Andrew Ridgely had yellow shorts on. And if it wasn't for both of them working together, that song never would have been as good as it was, in my opinion. So I still did the split shorts with the blue, but I replaced the white with the yellow. And then uh, it's also a little, you know, part of, uh, you know, the the brewers back home. But um, yeah, that was that was just it. You know, it was just I, I put into my gear, you know, what, what I loved and, and stuff that I enjoyed. So that's that's one of my favorite gear. I only have two, but the one I got now is little little thing for uh, Al, a little, little bit of rockers. Nice. Awesome. So uh, we talked a little bit about music earlier. We started the started the show. We're going to end the conversation with music. We, 80s pop, he says, is what you listen to. My recommendation, though, is you got to check out some 80s metal hair bands. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of where it's at, man. It's it, you know some Skid Row, some Warrant, some Poison. You know, Ooh. yeah, man, check those guys out. Uh, I'm telling you, Guns N' Roses, you you'll love that. White Snake, White Snake, that's another one. Yeah, I mean, there's the, the sky's the limit on that, but I, I think you'll like some. 80s hair metals check it out i can't wait i'll let you get through all that before i hit you with kenny rogers and stuff later that's (laughs) yeah kenny rogers some george Strait. you know we'll do all that later but uh, yeah definitely prince too prince is another. oh my goodness yeah prince is another one to check out but definitely um hair metal bands man i'm telling you you'll love it Uh, i promise you but no we appreciate you coming on the show and and being a guest uh cal definitely appreciate i mean episode 150 like i said we want to have a big guest we always try to make these big show these uh 150 100 you know somebody big and uh so we appreciate you being and i mean big i mean because i think you're going to be um a superstar one day and if i didn't get this this in now um you know i don't know if we would ever have got a chance for you to be um on the show later you know what i mean so we had to kind of kind of take care of that now but that's why i wanted you to hear now. oh that would that would never happen I'll always you know if you guys ever need anything i'm always here 
so yeah, but I, I meant more like you're just so busy, you have so much time, and that's what it would come down to. Not the fact that you wouldn't want to do our show, not not like that, because that's not who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. I just mean basically based on um, you know time wise, you would just be so busy because you've got so much going on. And again, appreciate you coming on for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and seeing Jeremy, we need to get you out there so you can join the fanny pack party. I'm already a part. I just I just do it from home. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Don't worry. You're you're getting a follow back also. So. Oh look at that! Oh, has, has oh look. <laughs> that's a, that's that, I that's wasn't. Like, yeah, I don't fish for follows. Oh. Oh, why do you think that? <laughs> has Tony Gunn followed you back yet? Gosh. Has Tony Gunn followed you back yet? I mean, you've been asking him forever to follow you back. Has he followed you back yet? Everybody me? that we've had on the show has followed me back immediately. I've never had to ask anybody. I don't know about all that. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Do that. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find us on the podcast avenues: Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcast, iHeart Radio, uh, TuneIn Radio app, uh, or just Spotify, or just go to RingsidePodcast.com. You can get us on the social media: the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook at Ringside Podcast. And individually on Twitter, I'm at Daniel Spencer. I'm at Jeremy underscore CSC. I'm at Eric on the air. Hashtag right along ringside. All right, Cal. Now, this is, you know, where can they find you at on social media and all platforms where they can follow you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? Give it, throw it all out there. We want to be able to follow you. Of course, we want to tag you on this show, but let people know that are just listening only where they can he- get you get you out on social media. All right. You can check me out on at the Cal Hero on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. Awesome. So make sure to go check that out. And kudos to you for having the same handle all across the board. It's good marketing and branding. We do that here at Ringside for our account and as well as our individual accounts as well. So, again, kudos to you on that. Is there any last thing you want to plug or say or get out there to uh, here on the show? We, you know, here have at it right now. That's it. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for having me. I had a blast. I've loved working with you guys and uh, can't wait to see what the future holds for all of us. Awesome. I'm excited to see your journey unfold. I think it's going to be special. I really do. Yeah, Thank all right, you. guys. Yes. Yeah, so thanks for listening. As always, in the meantime, in between time, until next time, you can catch us ringside. And next time, we'll try not to leave you hanging on like a yo-yo. <laughs> see ya.